Hello and welcome to Charitable Travel's Travel Insider podcast. My name is Rebecca Miles and I'm editor of Charitable Traveller magazine and also the host of this podcast series that otherwise is known as Tips. Today, we're not just giving you lots of great travel tips, we also want to transport you from wherever you are right now. Perhaps you're walking through the park, maybe you're squashed into a crowded commuter train to a place that will inspire you. And today we're travelling to Gran Canaria, the third largest Canary Island and a welcoming and tolerant holiday hotspot off the northwest coast of Africa in the Atlantic Ocean. The volcanic island, famed for its popular beaches that largely run along the south of the island, has so much more to discover than many visitors realise, and it's exactly this side of the island that we're going to be talking about today. Its mountainous interior and volcanic geology influences everything across the island. It means the south of the island tends to be drier and more sheltered, while the north of the island is more verdant, with some incredibly fertile land ripe for growing a wide range of crops. Joining me today to talk about this wonderful island and share some of her favourite parts, from the buzzing capital Las Palmas de Gran Canaria to the botanic gardens and art installations, is Maria Lascano, a tour guide who has worked on the island for over 20 years and whose knowledge and enthusiasm is infectious. Thanks so much for joining us, Maria. Let's start at the beginning. For anyone who hasn't been to Gran Canaria, what's the island like? Well, do you know where it's a piñata? <laughs> yeah. It's got a lovely box yeah. for children in birthday parties. And when they hit it, many surprises are coming out. So that's ah. how I would find Gran Canaria. <laughs> I love that. So, because I have the feeling that sometimes some people could come with a sort of prejudice, thinking that we are merely a subtropical latitude. But no, we are more than this. We, Gran Canaria is one island, which is green in the north, the desert in the south, the interior is breathtaking. Gran Canaria is just calm, but at the same time, very alive. <laughs> Gran Canaria smells like salt, like flowers, like volcanic soil. So in my opinion, Gran Canaria is probably the most diverse of the Canary Islands. That sounds, there's so much going on on such a small island. It's And people just think it's going to be a beach. No, it's more than this. You can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Those beaches and, and its climate, you know, you mentioned it's subtropical. Those beaches and the climate, they're a huge draw, aren't they, for visitors? But um, how does that coastline vary across the island and around the island? Well, somehow we have a coast for every single profile. I mean, we have the south where we have all the resorts with all the facilities, sand beds where you can spoil yourself with a cocktail. If you keep going... Along the East Coast, you have amazing beaches like Pozo, where we have actually right now a windsurfing competition, the World Cup. I also love natural swimming pools. Normally mm. they are like hidden and, and many locals. Or for example, in the North, we have Pebble Beaches. It was really funny. I have been there over a week ago with a friend and she was like, oh my goodness, how they can lie in this pebble. <laughs> and I said, well, you go in a spa and you pay for that, for hot hot stones in your bag. Those are for free here. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, otherwise I also love Las Canteras. It's one of the most beautiful city beaches where in the 50s was filmed Moby Dick with Gregory Peck. No way. Yeah. And even, to fame. even in the 20s, we had Agatha Christie doing surfing here. So Sorry, sure. Agatha Christie was surfing in Gran Canaria. Of course, after Archibald broke her heart, sorry about calling him Archibald, but I really like the story of her. She came over to Gran Canaria to recover and she practiced surfing in Las Canteras. Oh, I'd love to have seen that. I'd love to have been with her on a board. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so in short, we yes. have beaches along the coast and for all the different profiles and even how you feel these days. So Yeah. 
the sort of natural swimming pools, how easy are they to access? Are some easier than others? Do you have to really sort of know what you're looking for? Well, actually, I, for example, I go often in the East Coast. I can park my car some meters, by the way, little walk. Other ones are more like hidden, mm. so which are the wildest ones. Yeah, it's different sort of, but yeah, you can find them. And the best way, always, ask the locals. Yeah, the GPs ask the locals, stay there. <laughs> Definitely. And what about the huge, the huge dunes at the bottom of the island, on the south of the island? They are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. It's just a protected area. Actually, like 43% of the island is under protection. And there we have 400 hectares of sand dunes. We're not really sure if it is just because of the erosion. Let me remind you, it is a volcanic island. Mm. Or maybe a tsunami pushed this up. But for sure, it's one of the most beautiful landscapes that we have in the south of the island. Mm. Oh, gorgeous. So heading um, into the interior of the island, um, it's largely unknown to most visitors, isn't it? What's, um, what's it like and what can, what can you expect when you explore it? Well, I have a very special connection, if I can say so, with the interior. I walk it, I draw it, I flow over the interior, and every time surprise me. Imagine that, as I told you, we're a volcanic island, but yeah. the erosion played a role. So for a long time, it, had been, it has been sculpted over interior, like carving with a huge knife. So you can find impressive ravines, beautiful forest, uh, sometimes waterfalls. Hmm. And in the interior, what I also appreciate is the people, many farmers, uh, sometimes they look reserved, but they're really, really sweet. They, they catch up with you, even if they don't know you. They send you to different secret areas. And getting there is easy. I mean, if you want to drive, we have roads, which are very good, really, really good. You can rent a car, you can book a tour. You can even hike. I mean, it's different ways to know the interior of the island, which, honestly, people shouldn't miss. Yes, definitely. So, I mean, say, say you're visiting for a week. You spend a couple of days on the beach and then, like, just go out on a big hike into the interior or something like that and just see, see some ravines, see some... I can't... It's, it's hard to get my head around the fact that there's forests there as well. I think of it as such a desert island, but lush green everywhere. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what I told you at the beginning. It's like a big contrast. Mm. Uh, one side to the other side. If you come to visit me over, I bring you to one of my favorite spots up to the mountains, hidden west, to see the sunset. Right. Oh, so um, I understand one of the things you love, Maria, about the island is the food. You know, you mentioned those the farmers and the interior. What flavors, sorry, should uh, should listeners look out for? Well, you said a magic word to me. <laughs> I love it. Actually, it's one of my favorite things to do in the island. I like to say that the Canarian food is like fresh, healthy, and right now all our restaurants are really committed with the local staff. Our local people and our visitors, they're really fancy to take things off the local farms, local products. And we have very elaborated cuisine. I mean, we even have some Michelin star, but also this little bar where probably they just don't even have a menu to tell you what they cook. What I really recommend are, for example, cheese. What cheese is absolutely marvelous. We still have shepherds doing the transhumans to keep, they keep moving the livestock from one area to other area. By the way, this kind of activity prevents 
fires when we get dry season because they eat all the weed. So ah. it's like a beautiful circle of lights. Beautiful. One of the cheese I love is called flower cheese because um, they use like rennet. Um, they do a juice of the blossom of a wild thistle and it makes the cheese a bit tastier, creamier. I love it to be. Then obviously, if you are around the coast, I will recommend you something like fish. We have bass, we have parrotfish, calamaris. I love them. But if you are more in the interior, I will recommend like we have a black pork, black pig, indigenous. We do have goat. We have rabbit. Of, of course, you need to irrigate all these things with a local wine and spoiling yourself with a dessert. For example, something made with almonds. We have beautiful uh, desserts with almond. So yeah, in short. We're very committed with the local farming. We have beautiful products. Mm. And I'm absolutely happy that that's also what visitors want to taste. Definitely. When I visited and spent some time with you, you took me to a wonderful food market up in the capital. And it was just wonderful to just sit at the bar and have lots of small plates of, though we had some, we definitely had some calamari and some octopus and the cheese. Can you remember, remind me of the name of the market? Yeah, El Mercado del Puerto, the Port Market, right? Which actually is a 19th century market. It used to be only for fresh food. And now you can eat tapas and pinchos, which is this lovely piece of bread with something over. Sometimes they even have live music on the weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, prices are fantastic. Food is fantastic. So yeah, that's one experience for sure in the capital Definitely. I could have spent all day there very happily. Um, there are also uh, plenty of plantations um, and food routes as well to discover, aren't there? How can how can listeners go about exploring those? Yeah, well, getting there on the pendant is very easy. For example, we have banana plantations in the north. You know that the Canarian bananas are the best in the world. They're like meat, small and sweet. <laughs> small and perfectly formed. Love it. They came originally from Asia. They have been here with the Spaniards and then they carried on to the Caribbean. So you can visit one of those plantations. You could visit the rum distillery. Mm. Sugar cane came over in 16th century. It changed our life. We used to call it the white gold. And we learned what to do with this. For example, uh, the best rum we have right now is one beautiful oak barrel aging since 1983. What? Yes. And it has the name of a, I wanted to say Scottish pirate. I hope I don't offend anyone. <laughs> a pirate or a navigator from Scotland called Captain Keat. Mm. Otherwise, the most famous rum is uh, the honey rum, which is a bit sweet. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I really nice to finish off with a meal with, isn't it? I what I discovered last week. I have family from the States because my grandparents emigrated to the Caribbean, like many other Canarians. They came over and we did mojitos with honey rum. Awful. <laughs> so nice. And then we also have the wine route. I mean, the Canarian wine is very unique because we are using the same sort of grapes without genetical change since 16th century, something that didn't happen in Europe because there arrived the phylloxera from the States 
So the only way they had to stop it was grafting the American plant to the European. So they changed the genetic. So in the Canaries, because of the isolation, we never got it. So we have the same sort of grapes, volcanic soil, and it makes our wine really special. So people can also visit different sort of bodegas or even coffee route. We are in a latitude over the equator with a sort of microclimate in the Northwest that makes possible to grow coffee, Arabica typica. So in short, if the visitors would like to join in one experience like that, they can do it, I mean, like driving a car or contacting someone, uh, organized tours that have many, many possibilities and any excuse not to enjoy it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, that sounds fabulous. And also with all, the, with all that sort of... Um, mountainous interior there must be loads of opportunities and activities for outdoorsy types you know if you've actually have eaten and eaten and eaten then you can go and um, work off some of that food what sort of activities are there on offer well you know our climate is a blessing so you can do outdoors activities the whole year round mm. they could be related to the water like could be diving or surfing or um i don't know paddle surf but if you hit up to the mountains, you have canyoning, you have climbing. I love hiking. And mm. even I am local, sometimes I get surprised about things that we have. Ah, I've, been hiking, I've been hiking not too long time ago with a friend. And then we saw funny green stuff somewhere. We walk over and you know what it was? It was a fog hunter. I tell you what it is. It's a sort of thing. Uh, to grab the moisture of the trade winds in the north, right? And they have a beautiful project of reforestating 20,000 trees in one ravine that unfortunately has been deforested because we suffered a fire a few years ago. Okay. And just milking the clouds, if I can say so, milking the clouds, the fog, with this little ecological thing we're going to reforest 20,000 trees wow that's such a lovely idea yeah and I have I'm so proud that the island is so committed right now with the protection with the environment because we know it is a blessing nature is something that we should preserve and keep mm. keep sending to the next generations yeah definitely and sort of just even just seemingly small steps like that can make a really big difference can't they yes and you see, anytime you want to do any activity outdoors, you mm. can trust. We have very good companies. We have serious companies with all the insurance, everything. If you want to do it individual, paths are very good and clear and safe. We even have some festivals around the year where you can join locals and, and outlanders. For example, uh, we have the walking festival. We have, we spend a couple of days walking. Or we have the adventure weekend where you can even, even do paragliding or mixing different outdoors activities. And the best for all the possible profiles. You mentioned earlier that you've flown over the island. Is that when you've, you've paraglided over the island, have you? Oh, no, I'm not that brave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, I have a very lovely friend from Britain indeed. She used to live here. And for her birthday, we bought one helicopter flight over the interior up to the highest mountains. How amazing. And because we're such of a good friend or we are good friends, we join her. <laughs> and we love it. We really love it. Fabulous. Yes. Now we've, we've talked about the, this volcanic, you know, the volcanic ge geology of the island. That 
makes for very fertile land, doesn't it? You know, the greenery in the in the north in particular. What's the flora and fauna like? What are the little species people should be looking out for? Well, in my opinion, the flora is far more exuberant and maybe richer than could be the flora. Uh, sorry, the, the flora is more than the fauna. That's what I mean. Obviously, spring is a marvelous time, right? And I tell you a secret, secret for the visitors. If you know two species and you have no one to ask and no coverage, you know where you are. If you see the beautiful Canarian palm tree, you know you are below 900 meters. If you start to see the pine tree forest, you know you are over 1,000 meters because it's where they grow, right? Otherwise, of course, we have fauna. I mean, we have beautiful predatory birds. We have the giant lizard. We have a very special species called the blue chaffinch. We only have this unique in Gran Canaria. It's absolutely indigenous from Gran Canaria. And we only have 450 left. So when bird watchers, I think you can call them bird watchers, come over, that's the pearl that they're looking for. And we have also professionals um, that could go with them to look for them. So nice. Yeah. So in short, the nature is amazing. I do myself sometimes botanic tours. Mm. We have the largest botanical garden in in Grand Canaria. And if you really look for flora and enjoying the local species, I will always recommend like the spring month when you see the beautiful carpet of flowers. We even have species that people dislike in gardens, like bindweed. We have a bindweed, which is a tree here. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and many times you know the species because they also grow in the rest of Europe. But obviously, yeah, they grow much bigger, right? The climate makes it different. Yeah, definitely. And are there particular nature reserves that people should head to to sort of see the best of it or anything like that? As I told you before, big part of the island is under protection and in the interior, we have part which is biosphere reserve since 2005. Mm. We even have uh, protection of the UNESCO, the sacred mountains of Franklin area since 2019. And well, I think it's amazing or it's a good idea to preserve this gem of the nature that we really protect them in these different ways. So we have different tools to preserve and to protect these parts of the eye. I think one of the things that makes Gran Canaria so special is having such a prosperous capital city. We touched about it, we talked about it earlier with the, the food market, but there's so much more to Las Palmas to Gran Canaria, isn't there? What's What are your favourite parts of it and why should, why should people head there? Well, I love Las Palmas de Gran Canaria, which is the name of the city. To me, it's a real city in the Canaries mm. because we have many events, concerts, beautiful gastronomy. But the historical centre is also very interesting. Of course, I would like to remind you that we were like cave people, if I can say so, until 15th century, until Renaissance. So you cannot expect nothing older than 15th century. The architecture is beautiful, very traditional. We were actually the first foundation out of the continent and the model to follow afterwards in in the Caribbean. We have connection with um, Christoph Columbus. He stopped here several times. The city moreover, you know, I tell you something curious about the city. For one week, for almost one week, we were Dutch. 
because in 16th century, sorry, 16th century, like 12,000 Dutch attacked our island, right? When we were only 6,000 people in the city, they didn't have any particular problem with the locals. <laughs> it's just um, Philip II, which actually was married with a British queen, Mary Tudor. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. He wanted everyone to be Catholic. The Netherlands in those days were part of Spain. And let's say the Dutch protest to be Protestant, right? <laughs> Otherwise, I also like to talk very much about the British when they were at the end of 19th century uh, in Gran Canaria. Um, they were, we were very British almost to the middle of 20th century. The island bloomed in those days. The reason why they came over is because, um, well, they had colonies in Africa, so they stopped here before they carried on. They actually planted the first bananas and tomatoes, probably the name Fives, ring the bell. Mm. If you go to London, the Canary Wharf is called like this because the vessels left and docked back there. Mm. So here we go. So we have, for example, a very beautiful district, Ciudad Jardín, Garden City, that we also call the British District. So in short, Las Palmas de Gran Canaria is a very cosmopolitan city. Beautiful, interesting, and it is a must when you come over to Frankenary. And and with right on the beach as well, Agatha Christie's beach, yes. <laughs> Moby Dick's beach. Yes, this one is quite good. I tell you something, British left beautiful thing in our society, which I like to call Canary English. Oh yeah. Between our way to speak Spanish and English. For example, if you go in a bakery along the promenade of Las Canteras and you want to spoil yourself with a piece of cake, cake here is called keke, and it yeah. comes from cake. So remember this. <laughs> That's easy to remember. Yeah, definitely. Yes. The history of the island sounds so fascinating with that, that mix of Africans, Americans, Caribbeans, everything kind of playing in together and making a big, uh, big mix of civilization. How does that affect life nowadays? Um, are there some good festivals to be had? How is all that culture celebrated? Well, I think I think our society is very open because we got so much influence from all the different directions. Open-minded, funny. We mm -hmm. are really, really funny people. Open, tolerant. So we have all the possible events, live concerts, carnival. You will love carnival. When, I mean, what, what time of year does carnival happen? Well, nobody's February. Sometimes it's touching March. Um, well, sometimes it's even some month because they start in the capital, they carry on in the south, and then all the municipalities. You have art exhibitions, but at the same time, if you fancy something more conservative, I don't know, I remember being in a concert with the Philharmonie from Chicago. Yeah, so we have plenty of events. I think our visitors, when they get mixed with us, I think they have fun because we are funny people. And it's so lovely to hear that you're so tolerant and welcoming to everyone as well. Is that something that's just really important to everyone across the island? Of course. I mean... <laughs> Why not? <laughs> having an open mind in those days with so many problems around the world, being tolerant, respecting everything, all the possible ways of life is important. And I think we learned the lesson because our situation has been open since ages to many different influences and it makes us also very special. 
Mm. No, it's so good to hear. One thing I wanted to just go back to was um, I've heard that there are some, the I've heard that it's fabulous for stargazing at night. Where should we head to if we want to just be in total awe and wonder at the night sky? Well, you know, we are a starlight destination uh, already a few years because mm-hmm. in certain parts of the island, the quality of the sky is really good. Almost no light, no, no contamination. So I will always suggest you to get the centre or the west side of the island. And well, why not? Start gazing and finishing with a glass of wine in one of the wine cellars up to the mountains. Oh. I mean, <laughs> sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the favourite activities you could do around the Oh, fabulous. Well, um, lastly, Maria, you mentioned, you know, some dear friends, you get to do some good activities with them. If one of your oldest friends is visiting, how would you spend your ideal day with them? You've only got one day. You've got 24 well, hours. I only have one day. Yeah, bless, sorry. <laughs> bless him or bless her. First of all, I am one early bird. Okay. So <laughs> I will probably start with a very early morning, like stretching, bathing the sun dunes with the sunrise. Mm beautiful breakfast, getting a bit along the city, the old town, to let this person know that the city and the population, we are Africans with European mind and Caribbean soul, which brings me back to what I told you about being so mixed. Mm. Without that, we get up to the mountains, maybe nice lunch, and I could, I could descend through the south, getting maybe in the southwest coast to see the sunset. Oh, gorgeous. That would be a perfect day. Probably at the end, bless him or bless her, would be tired, but I think at the end it's worth it. They'd be happy, definitely. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you, Maria, so much for sharing the piñata of Gran Canaria <laughs> with us. <laughs> You're welcome. And of course... I hope to see you back. I would like to see all of you coming over. Feel free to come over. We're looking forward to seeing you. And well, Gran Canaria is always a home for any time for any people who would like to come over. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome, love. To find out more and book your next holiday to Gran Canaria, visit charitable.travel forward slash Gran hyphen Canaria. And for more info from the Tourist Board website, it's grancanaria.com. 